Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very festive episode of Super Serious Dog Podcast. Uh, I'm Misha Bielitsky. This is my co-host, Courtney Cuellar. What up? <laughs> For those of you who are listening and not watching the podcast, um, I went all out with Christmas lights in my background, and Courtney went all out by decorating her person mm-hmm. in very festive garb. So if you're I'm curious, festive as fuck right now. <laughs> go check out the YouTube video version just so you can get a glimpse of it. Um, but yeah, today's episode, we're going to talk about, um, holiday stuff and how to be kind of prepared for the things to come. Cause there's a lot of things that people do during the holidays, like gather with family or friends or, um, travel, make a, make a bunch of good food, make a ton of good food, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, decorate and stuff. And, um, dogs don't really get that. They don't really understand the point. They're just like, is that food for me? Why yeah, are these people here for me? I mean, me? holidays are weird. They ha- they're probably really weird for dogs because it's like a really strange break in routine. Yep. Um, even though this year, as we all know, shit's weird. Um, shit's extra weird, yeah. So shit's extra weird this year, but it's still a break in routine. Like you, Most people do some kind of mm-hmm. something different. Yeah. I have a lot of friends doing like online stuff where... Mm-hmm. We do like online video things and then we watch like Lord of the Rings together or we each cook a dish and then like show it off (laughs) and share the recipe. Um, There's some people that are going to be cooking together and so they'll be cooking the same recipe just over video chat and stuff. So there'll still be a lot of festive things and I'm sure like things like the drive through Santa's ranch, like down tour. I don't know. It's by San Marcos. Maybe it's in like Buda or Kyle or something. But just south of Austin, there's like this drive-through Christmas ranch that people always go to. Um, Trail of Lights is still happening in Austin. So yeah, all all kinds of fun things um, are going to happen. And I'm sure people are still gathering in small amounts or or whatever. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So we want to give you tips to prepare you and your, or to prepare your dogs for that. Yeah. Which ultimately means you, because you have to do something to help your dogs. (laughs) <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. In order to change your dog's behavior, you have to change your behavior? Uh, generally speaking, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> it's a mind boggler, but it's, it's a true story. So let's let's talk about the first thing. Let's talk about travel, right? Because there's going to be some form of traveling happening, whether you're traveling more because you're shopping or you're going to the next town over to see your parents or... Maybe people are traveling to you or maybe you're like, you know what? (laughs) Screw my family this year. I'm going skiing, right? (laughs) Or camping in Courtney's case. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about some travel preparedness, tips you can, um, things you can do with your dog, especially if you're on a road trip or something like that. Um, Ways you can potentially prepare your pet for flying or whatever that may, uh, whatever travel may look like. So, First tip, number one, is make sure that you're prepared for all kinds of inevitabilities when traveling. So make sure you've got cleaning supplies, whether that's like wipes or paper towels and a spray bottle of some sort of cleaning solution. Extra poop Um, bags. Extra poop bags. You can never have too many. And besides, they're so compact, like you might as well just bring some extra. 
Um, <laughs> when Courtney and I have traveled together with other dog trainer friends, it's like literally everybody brings like 10 rolls mm-hmm. and you never have a shortage. So it's amazing. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, doing things like having extra food and that kind of stuff, like pack up, you know, majority of it for where you're going, but just in case, you know, you get delayed somewhere or something like that, having a couple extra meals on hand can be really helpful. Yeah. I always pack two days extra of food just because I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Exactly. Um, Have a bowl for water um, and have access to fresh water as well. Um, and make sure you have a couple different leash options too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that Courtney and I always did when we, uh, traveled across the country with our dogs would be to let our dogs off leash and run around. But there are definitely times where a, that's not really safe, right? Certainly if your dog doesn't have good off leash recall or have those skills yet. So you might want to have a really long line or a retractable leash handy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super helpful, but also there's times where like, you don't really know what's in that field. And there's like a lot of 18 wheelers at truck stops when you stop, um, and that sort of thing. So you want to really make sure that like you're keeping everybody safe and you're not letting them run through like oil slicks and stuff like that. Um, cause right. now you have to bathe your dog and where are you going to do that? Right. Right. And bringing extra towels also for in case, you know, we, they get mm-hmm. muddy feet randomly, mm-hmm. whatever, um, having extra cleaning supplies, but you know, a towel or something, a rag to wipe them down with can be super helpful. Yeah. Extra, extra helpful. The towel thing is super immensely helpful. I usually have like a couple of like little hand rags and then a couple of like large, like full size mm-hmm. towels basically. Cause it might need, you might just be wiping off the feet or your dog might've rolled in something or need a <laughs> full on bath, you know, and, uh, um, fun tip. I've never had to do this, but um, a lot of truck stops do have showers that you can rent um, and like laundry mats and that kind of stuff as well. So if something crazy does happen and your dog rolls in like a dead animal carcass or it's it's just really, really gross, like you could, you could probably take your dog into the shower. I, I don't, I've never tried to do that, but that's usually honestly how I prefer to bathe my dogs anyways. I don't bathe them in the bathtub, I just hop in the shower because I'm going to get like fur all over me and I always won't feel like I need a shower afterwards anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a helpful tip, um, especially like the big name truck stops like Loves and Pilot and that kind of stuff. Bucky's, usually those places will have showers that you can utilize. Um, if you are going to be um, in a prolonged sort of like cramped enclosed situation and you know your dogs don't necessarily always get along in those situations, make sure you have a kennel for at least one of them as well. Um, that can be really, really helpful too, um, especially if also, a dog gets... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it can also be helpful for a long drive. Um, yes. If you're going on a longer drive than your dog's ever been on, uh, a kennel can be a really good way for, th- for them to ride in it and then to stay calm and not be like, what are we seriously not stopping um, and get, you know, kind of antsy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, if your dog's never been kenneled before, a dog seatbelt would be a great alternative to that because it mm-hmm. has that same kind of like they can only move around so much. It's also safer for them if you do get into an accident. Certainly the kennel is going to be the safest option. And honestly, my dogs much prefer being in a kennel when they're not in one. They're like, what am I doing? Am I going to fall through the floor? <laughs> Really yeah, funny. I mean, car rides are weird for them and, and yeah. watching out the window and stops and turns and stuff like that. Um if your dog is kennel trained, it's always best to just stick them in a kennel. Because then, like you said, much safer, much safer. Uh-huh. 
Yep, exactly. Um, if you're flying, there's a lot of different restrictions that you should be aware of. So for instance, like a lot of people think like, oh, I can just sedate my dog, but that is not safe at all for a number of reasons, because when the barometric pressure changes um, from changing altitudes, that can have an adverse effect on their heart. And if their heart rate is already low because of the sedatives, you can, you can create problems. So make sure you talk to your veterinarian about what's safe. Um, I know we've talked about potentially um, when there's like fireworks and things like that using Benadryl, but that's also not really recommended by vets. So typically they're going to give you something more like an anti-anxiety medication or something like that instead, just to kind of help ease the, (laughs) the terrifying nature. But let's say you've never flown with your pet before. One thing you can do is you can take your dog to the airport and just be around the sights, the sounds. Like you can kind of go into that first part of the terminal where you would normally go get your tickets and check your baggage. You can't go any further into the airport than that anymore. But certainly you can kind of practice that stuff. And if you don't live close to your airport, and that might be a huge pain in the butt, go to a bus stop, right? Mm -hmm. There's huge, big diesel engines everywhere. It's loud. There's people coming and going. There may or may not be luggage, that sort of stuff. And just start desensitizing them and getting them kind of accustomed to it. It can be really, really helpful. Um, As far as what to do if your dog starts barking or doing anything kind of nuisance-related while you're on a plane... You should probably practice that before you get on a plane. And if your dog's not prepared for that, don't do it. It's really stressful. It's not fun. It's better to just board your dog um, or drive with them instead. Driving is way less stressful, in my opinion, for dogs and for people. Like, I agree. It's tiring, but like, I would much, much rather prefer. drive than fly somewhere. Because um, then you can stop whenever you want and stretch your legs whenever you want. Yeah. Um, People always ask me, um, like clients and stuff, they always ask me, like, if I'm going on a road trip, how often should I stop to pee? And I'm like, or potty your dog. And I'm like, well, if your dog's an adult and potty trained, just whenever you get, whenever you have to pee, let them pee. Whenever you stop to get gas, let them stretch their legs and pee. Like, it, it doesn't have to be super, like, timed or anything like that. But if you have like a puppy with the smaller bladder, pay attention to when they're whining, especially if they've been quiet for a while and now suddenly they're whining. There's probably a reason for that, right? They probably just woke up from a nap and they have to pee. Exactly. Like every puppy that wakes up from a nap. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So um, just be mindful of that kind of stuff, but also try not to overthink it. It's not, it's not really that big of a deal. If you're the type of person that absolutely needs a number every four hours. There you go. That's a it's a good rule of thumb, right? Dude, I don't think I can last four hours without stopping. Most people can't, and then no. like you also need to get gas. And if you're driving, you know, on a highway or something, and within four or five hours, you're going to need to stop and get gas. So, yep, go to a grassy spot, let your dog potty. Also, yep, there are some gas stations that have like little dog parks in them and stuff, um, but those are kind of few and far between. And I usually just kind of happen upon them, and I'm like, oh, mental note between here and Dallas. There's this one spot that has a dog park. Yeah. Um, so of you course, can utilize that. I feel the same way about random dog parks as I do about dog parks in my city is if there's other dogs in them, I'm probably not going to go in them. Yep. Um, but a lot of times with those random ones, there's nobody in there. And it is a nice way to let your dog like really stretch their legs, get some off leash time within a fenced in area. But be mindful of like stuff on the ground. Don't let them eat stuff. Um, let them roll another dog's poop. <laughs> let them roll another dog's poop. <laughs> Uh, be super not fun. <laughs> be, be aware of your surroundings. I mean, if you're traveling, yep. like that's a good tip 
anyway is just be aware of your surroundings, um, what your dog may or may not be taking notice of or taking um, worried yeah. about, whatever. Um, actually, another good tip would be like when they're on that potty break, like I know it may be potentially cold, um, especially if you're in a truck stop in the middle of nowhere and it's like flat and super windy. It could be really frustrating when your dog's taking forever to go to the bathroom. And if you see them sniffing a lot, don't get frustrated with them. They've been cooped up doing literally nothing. They don't have a cell phone. They don't get to choose the music. They don't have anything to keep themselves occupied. Um, maybe unless you gave them like a Kong, but even that, like that's got its limitations as well. And they may not be that interested oh, in I it. Oh, I have Okay. Um, but yeah, let them enjoy smelling the smells of a new environment, especially when it's really windy. All those bushes and shrubs and grass really capture a lot of interesting smells from all over. So just let them enjoy it. Give them a moment. Be empathetic to what they're going through um, because it's, it's, uh, it's really easy to kind of forget that. What are um, you going to say? I was going to say, so you said if you give your dog a Kong or something, um, be mindful of what you're giving your dog to chew on or entertain mm. themselves with on a road trip. Um, yep. Because one, you can't see them usually because they're usually in the back in a kennel. True. Um, and you're going to be stopping, turning, hitting bumps, stuff like that. Um, so if it's something hard that could crack their teeth, um, you know. It, yeah. it might accidentally crack their teeth because you hit a bump, you know, when they weren't expecting it and it goes a little harder. That's a um, good point. And, you know, I mean, I think Kongs and stuff are okay um, for for the most part. Just be mindful of it. You know, yeah. if, if your dog's never had a Kong, like probably not a good idea to give it to them for the first time because they're going to yeah. be so overexcited and inhaling the food and it, they yeah. have a higher likelihood to choke if you hit the brakes or something. Yeah. Um, well, and think about it too. If you're going like 75 miles an hour on the highway and they start choking on the rawhide or bully stick or whatever you gave them, that's not really safe driving conditions for you either. What are you going to do? Slam on the brakes, swerve, and then, it, you know, it, it's just. Right. just or if you it. have the music up loud and you don't hear them choking, mm, so you have no true. idea it happens. And then next time you stop, you find out. Very yeah. tragic. Very tragic. I sorry, guys. I, I do that a lot. I <laughs> I take it to a dark place. I'm sorry. That probably won't happen to you. I hope it never does. Um, just be mindful yeah. of what you're giving yeah. your dog in their kennel. Yeah, and just kind of periodically check on them and that kind of stuff. Or if somebody's sitting in the back with them, right? Like they can sort of be the the monitor, the hall monitor, yeah. <laughs> <if you will. laughs> yeah. the snack monitor. Yeah. Okay. So let's assume you're traveling and you're going to somebody else's house, right? That's typically what's, what's happening where you're going to a hotel. Um, so one of the things that I always recommend to people, even if they have quote, well-behaved dogs is keep your dog on a leash, keep your, your dog confined in a kennel when you're not there, that kind of stuff. Because like, even if they've never really been much to urine mark, maybe they'll have a reason to, maybe they'll smell something really interesting and go, ah, this is fun. I like this mine. Right. Or maybe they'll have an accident, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. A lot of dogs don't know where the back door is in different houses. So even nope. though they are 110% about telling you at your house when they need to go out, in the new person's house, they might not know how to tell you or, or know which direction to tell you they need to go. So you're going to need to be more aware of them. Or they might just sneak off into another room. I know um, plenty of people who have had trouble with that. They're like... At my parents' house, the dog just goes upstairs and poops in my sister's room. Does that mean it doesn't <laughs> like my sister? And I'm like, no. It just means that that's far enough away that your dog considered that to be an appropriate place to go to the bathroom. Right. Um, 
because you had them off leash, you weren't watching them, you didn't show them where the appropriate place was. So yep. um, definitely, I, I agree with that, keeping them on leash, especially like the first day or two. I know, you know, if you're going to be there for like five days or something, sure, they're going to earn freedom. But that first two days, like just help them out, show them what they're supposed to be doing, you know. Yeah. And just think of it this way too. Like I wouldn't let, if I had a child, I wouldn't let that child just run around willy nilly kind of doing whatever it wants, whenever it wants, especially if it's below a certain age, right? Maybe if it's 10 years old or something, maybe it's mature enough, whatever, but like if it's five or two years old or whatever, no, I'm still going to be very, very mindful and watchful because a, I don't want that child, you know, potentially breaking the other person's things or whatever. Um, but also just, you know, mitigating mistakes and guiding them through the process of, of visiting somewhere that they've never been. Um, and if you think about it too, for like a really anxious dog, if a dog is already generally anxious, an upheaval in routine can create so much more anxiety mm-hmm. and just being in that new environment that's similar but different and like they don't know the rules. And then suddenly you just give them a lot of freedom because normally they're fine, so to speak, right? Well, they're not going to be fine. That's going to be extra anxiety inducing. They're going to be more likely to potentially bite somebody or, um, you know, defecate or urinate out of anxiety or chew something up or whatever the case may be. And especially if you have a really pushy dog. I know a lot of people have dogs who are just like, I don't want to, right? <laughs> they, they do that all the time. They're always pushing the envelope. Like even though you practice something a hundred times and it's been routine for years, they're just like, let me see if this, you know, still works. But let maybe me, today, me, maybe today. Today, right? So certainly for those dogs, if you do door boundaries at home, if you don't let them on furniture, continue to uphold those. Yes, it might be annoying because oh, you should quote know this, but clearly they don't know it well enough, right? So be patient with your dog, be mindful of that kind of stuff and, you know, respect your, whoever you're visiting, respect their, their space. Um, there's nothing wrong with giving your dog some quiet time in your designated room in their kennel alone, right? Especially if the person you're visiting also has dogs, or I know a lot of families mm-hmm. like all bring their dogs together to one place um, on the holidays, just because your family does not mean your dogs are going to get along. Um, yes. That doesn't certainly, mean your dogs are family. Certainly when the stress levels are higher, right? Like you right. have to cook, you, a lot of people are coming, maybe not everybody likes each other, right? And you're kind of family anticipating drama? that. What? <laughs> Never. Nobody <Certainly>. has that. <laughs> right. And all that stuff feeds into it. And especially if like one dog is chaotic and then the other dog is usually pretty calm and chill, like they're not going to appreciate that chaos. So they're probably going to try to control it. And who's going to get yelled at? The dog who tried to control, not the dog being a chaotic asshole, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So identify which one your dog is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And um, just throwing this out out there, don't let your family pass judgment on you based on your dog's behavior. Ooh, that's a good one too. How do you not let them judge you? I mean, okay. (laughs) You can't control what other people do. Don't let their judgment affect how you view your dog. Yeah, because everybody's going to have an opinion of of what they think. And actually, I was <laughs> there's a, a Facebook group where somebody was talking about like um, them and their significant other had very different ideas of like what's acceptable behavior and what isn't. And she was like, I don't want my dog to ever jump. I don't want my dog to ever do X, Y, Z, um, you know, 
my significant other thinks the opposite. And I was just like, dude, it's your dog. Those are your rules. So if you find something unacceptable, you find it unacceptable and that's okay. So everybody's going to have differing viewpoints. It's bound to happen. Um, one of the things that often <laughs> I will say to, to people who have like, you know, that one in-law or family member or whatever, who's always judgmental is just like, just let the shit roll off of you. Just be like, oh, thanks for the advice. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll definitely take in into consideration definitely. because that's a really like, A, you're saying, I acknowledge what you said. I heard you and I'll think about it. Mm -hmm. That's all that they can ask you to do. They can't expect you to change right there on the spot. Certainly if it's like a big behavior change. Right. So, right. Um, Always advocate for your dog. Yes. Yes. And if somebody's dog looks like they're bullying your dog or something like that, or your dog is terrorizing the cat in the house or whatever, just go put the dogs away. Put, put it, put the dog up. Just, just put, put the, the dog, dog up. Just put it up. <laughs> it's not, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's really not. Your dog doesn't know it's a holiday. Nope. Your dog doesn't know that it's, you're supposed to be gathering around and like, you know, acting perfect. It, acting it, perfect. It's, yes. Just put it up. <laughs> just go put your dog away. <laughs> okay. So don't let them do that. That's traveling. That's, that's a bunch of tips on traveling. Yes. What other things come up in the holidays, Misha? Um, so guests coming into your house, right? Yes. So that's going to happen. The peoples. The peoples. Um, and whether you're at somebody else's house or whether people are coming to your home, um, one of my favorite things to do, if you want your dog to still be involved in everything that you're doing, but just not in everybody's business and not underfoot while you're cooking and not jumping on them, is to tether them. Take a leash, attach it to a door, close the door so that way the leash is either in the, the hinge side or on the doorknob on the outside of the room that you're in and tether your dog. You can give them a bed or a little blanket to lay on. You can give them some chew toys or a bone or whatever and just let them be and just tell everybody else to ignore them. Or if they want to go say hi, if that's appropriate for your dog, like let's say your dog's not nervous with new people or whatever. Um, but generally speaking, just tell them to ignore the dog until it settles down. That way they're not going to jump on you or your guests. You don't have to worry about like wrangling them while trying to open the door and help their everybody with their luggage and that sort of thing. Um, and like, you're just going to prevent a lot of stress because your dog knows that it has its safe space that it can be in. Yep. I completely agree. Um, I, I think a leash in the house is your best friend when you have guests mm -hmm. coming over to either tether the dog, because that's, that is a great solution or have the dog on leash with you and yep. step on the leash. If you're worried about the dog jumping, if you want the dog to be there to greet the people as they come in, great, have it there, but step on the leash so it cannot jump and don't allow anybody to pet it. If it's, you know, being pushy or whatever, you have to advocate for that behavior that you want. Mm -hmm. And like, prioritize that, right? If somebody's like, oh, here's this thing I got you or, hey, can you take this? But your dog's being a mess and like maybe the leash slipped out from under your foot. You have to prioritize in that moment. So if you don't think that you're capable of doing that and you think like, ah, I'll probably be honest with yourself, right? Like yes. nobody's judging you when you're thinking about these sorts of things. Be honest with yourself. I'm, I am so fucking lazy when it comes to my dogs. I'd rather just put them up honestly, <laughs> and not deal with that kind of stuff. Especially because I have a chihuahua who might bite somebody. Like if there's any chance that I'm going to have like a few glasses of wine and then get lax, 
well, I'll keep them out for the first glass of wine. And then when it's time to pour the second, I'll go put them away or go put them on place and I'll sit next to him or somewhere near him where he's in eyesight so I can watch what's going on. But honestly, more often than not, I'm going to get up and walk away. So I just go put them away. Yeah. Simple. Just put them up. Put them up. <laughs> yeah. Don't Especially if you're only having like a, like a small couple hour gathering and your dog has got a crap ton of issues, just put them up. Just put them up in another room. And if people ask where your dog's at, say, oh, they're resting. <laughs> they're resting. I like and then, that. And then it can be an exciting thing after everybody leaves for your dog to come out and sniff all the smells that everybody brought in. Yep. That's super exhilarating for your dog um, and not nearly as terrifying as having to deal with all of the human bodies in that house at yep. the same time. Yep. So usually people have some wine, they have some food, they have some beers, whatever, right? Actually, my parents are Polish, so there's a lot of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So remember when we talked about this before in previous episodes, if everybody's getting like shit faced and stuff, go put your dog away. Like even if your dog is friendly, there's going to be stupid shit that humans do that are going to piss it off and everybody's drunk and they're going to either go, Oh, it's funny. Oh, it doesn't matter or, or whatever. And it's just, it's not fair to the dog. Right. Also people when they're drunk tend to be a little liberal with giving like table scraps to your dog. Mm -hmm. And I doubt they're going to Google things before they give it to your dog, right? Mm -hmm. And so as a rule of thumb, your best bet is to just not give your dog people food, right? Yes. Just as a nice rule of thumb. Um, certainly no bones. Anything that's been cooked is going to splinter. I know there's like back in the day, it was like, oh, you could do beef ribs so long as they're <clears throat> boiled or blah, 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 or whatever, as long as they're smoked, not boiled or blah. No, any, any bone will splinter unless it's raw. Um, so just don't, just don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, certainly any kind of poultry, that sort of thing. Um, a lot of foods that may not necessarily have like anything obvious that's bad for dogs. Um, they could have spices that could really upset their stomach. Um, there's a lot of like fat content and all kinds of other things that are really going to upset their stomachs as well. So, you know, unless unless your dog is basically already a garbage disposal and you've already been giving them people, people food forever, just don't because now you're going to be in somebody else's house or a bunch of people are going to be in your house and you're going to be dealing with diarrhea and taking your dog out at three in the morning or dealing with the aftermath because you didn't wake up to, to take And if you're the type of person, like <laughs> the same person that needed a number for the amount of hours to stop and you're like, but I have to give them something. It's uh -huh. a holiday. I want to treat them, right? Uh -huh. You want to do something special. Yep. You can give them pumpkin <laughs> and green beans. Green beans are a really good one, but yeah. if it's not a green, green bean, bean casserole, casserole right? Uh, uh, <laughs> I just said green beans, not the yes. casserole, not with all the shit in it, just some green beans and some pumpkin. And not a lot. I would not give them a lot, mm -hmm. right? A dab will do you, you know? And if that's not good enough... <laughs> that's still not good enough. Just go to the store beforehand in the same way that you're going and you're shopping and you're preparing this food or, or ordering this food and kind of thinking ahead of time. Well, think ahead for your dog too. Go, there's tons of pet stores and like little boutiques and dog bakeries and all kinds of stuff that are going to offer up like cute little holiday, like, oh, here's a turkey meal for them. And it's not going to yeah. have high sodium content. It's going to be delicious. And yeah. cute little designs. Go and give then those that people way. your money. They want your yes. money. <laughs> <laughs> 
certainly if it's like a mom and pop shop or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, support them this holiday season and, and go get them something special. And then that way you don't have to feel so deprived. And if you have like a relative or somebody being really pushy about like, Oh, I could give them a Turkey bone or whatever. Just be like, I, 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 I respect that you want to do that here. Why don't you give them this instead? I have to do that with my mother-in-law all the time. <laughs> 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 and now she's like, is this okay? She always like checks with me now. And um, she like asked for proportions because uh, she would always give B-Town way too much food. Yeah. <laughs> Feeding him like he's a 50 pound dog. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that bad, but like it was pre- like, she'd give like Rocky and B-Town equal portions. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, no. they're not equal sized dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and of course he would eat it all because he's a of fat course. little monster. And that's the thing too, is if, if your uncle wants to give the dog a turkey leg, your dog's going to want the turkey leg. Like they're going to look like, oh my gosh, yes, please hand that to me. Um, but it's if it's for the best that they don't yep. have it. So. <clears throat> so bring treats, um, even if it's just like regular like training treats or like regular treats that you give your dog. It can be really exciting just having somebody new give it to them. Mm-hmm. So when like whoever wants to give them that thing, you don't want to be like, here, again, just give them something else to give them instead. Because like if they're if they're still butthurt after being like, well, I really wanted to give them that, that's a whole separate issue that they probably need to go to therapy for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you know? a bit of projecting happening there. Yes, um, exactly. So not saying that you should bring that up, especially if it's no. family and you're already dealing no. with family shit. Like <laughs> maybe now's not the time. Maybe put your dog up. Again, (laughs) who knew that would be a brilliant solution, Courtney? I don't think we've said that at all this episode. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, and, and if you're really dead set on on giving your dog stuff, just really watch for sodium levels, fat content, and just Google everything. And if something has multiple ingredients in it, Google literally every single ingredient down to the spice because there could be a spice in there that even in small quantities can really mess them up. So yep, yep. Google is your best friend. The yep. um, <laughs> last topic, uh, we only have a little bit more time left, but is decor Right. A lot of people have a lot of new decorations. They're made of very interesting things, um, plastics, and there's that like fake snow on them and, you know, they're, or maybe they're piney and they smell really good and that kind of stuff. So um, I know like cats always get a bad rap for like destroying Christmas trees and stuff like that. Um, But your dog isn't a cat. You can control your dog a lot better than you can control your cat probably. So if you don't want your dog destroying your Christmas tree or anything else, keep them out of the room where that exists. Yep. Put, them. Temporary- Put them on them. a leash. Put them up. <laughs> I feel like we've covered all this. <laughs> Put a baby gate up. Do whatever you need to yeah. do, right? Close the door to that room um, when you're not in there and that kind of stuff, right? Now, that can be easier said than done in terms of like open layout type houses, but like Expens aren't that expensive. You can usually get them for like super cheap on Craigslist. Yep. And on top of that, like Courtney just said, leash them. Yep. <laughs> Put them on leash. Yeah. It's not that Here hard. Because I mean, it's it's not a problem until it's a problem, right? Like you know, you've had the you've had the tree up for a couple of weeks, but it isn't until the whole family's there and the dog's wagging its tail a little more and it gets you know extra wiggly and it knocks you know that heirloom ornament off and mm-hmm. breaks it and you're like, oh, the dog ruined my. Christmas because it broke my ornament, you know, and it's like, yeah. no, the dog didn't. Don't be mad at the dog. Like, yep. uh, yeah, exactly. put the dog up. 
<laughs> I heard a thing the other day. You know how I love alliteration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, preparation prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. I love that. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So <laughs> preparation prevents piss poor performance, people. <laughs> that applies to Christmas or whatever holiday gathering you're having, right? Be prepared for, you know, how could the dog be in the way? What could go wrong, mm-hmm. right? And right. and be a step ahead of it. Yep. Um, prevent, and certainly... Prevent your problems. Certainly because we have a lot more electrical decorations as time goes on. There's a lot more animated things and lights and all kinds of stuff. So if you know your puppy's a chewer, don't electrocute... Let your puppy electrocute themselves, right? Yep. Don't let them chew on that shit. Yep. Put it up. All right. On that note, thank you guys so much for listening and being here. Really appreciate you. Uh, if you want some more interesting content, definitely go check us out on YouTube or whatever, Spotify, whatever platform you listen to us on. Google. Google's. I know we're Google's again. Yay. Yay. We started fixing all of our issues where like our stuff wasn't uploading because the platform we were using was just dumb. It was just dumb. It was being dumb. So Yay for that. Um, If you want um, longer episodes and more content, head on over to Patreon. Go to superseriousdog.com slash superseriousdogpodcast. And as always, you can email us if you have questions or topic ideas. You can also comment on stuff or you can email us at superseriousdogpodcast at gmail.com. And um, that's it. We hope you guys have a happy, safe holiday season. Um, Certainly... um, yeah. yeah. Be safe. Be we festive. Also be super happy. Appreciate you being here. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. I wonder if we can get Jay to put like. Yeah.